All right, let's kick things off as people begin to populate this space and as our guests arrive as well. Let's get the boring stuff out of the way. Hello and welcome to the USA Rugby Happy Hour Live. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we are here for the next hour to talk USA Rugby, to get updates on future shows and news about USA Rugby, Major League Rugby and more. Follow Eagles Overseas and Rugby Morning here on Twitter and most other social media channels. Tonight's show is brought to you by Myoderm, a leader in CBD products. Save 20% on your order with discount code EAGLES at myoderm.com. That's M-Y-A-D-E-R-M.com. Uh, and uh, let's get right into it. Uh, my name is Bill Baker. I am of Eagles Overseas, a host of the Eagle-Eyed Rugby Podcast. And here's my co-host, whatever your name is, John. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Bill. How's it going? Good evening, everyone. As Bill mentioned, my name is John from Rugby Morning, and I curate the top rugby news from around the world and serve it up in a digest email just about six days, sometimes five days a week. And you can find us on our socials at Rugby Morning. All right, John, really excited about tonight. We've got a lot to talk about, something that we don't talk enough about, and that's uh, women's rugby, um, generally speaking. Uh, we do get it on the show as much as we can, but uh, definitely deserves a show like tonight. But before we get to our first guest, um, let me just say right now, wicked excited about this. It's definitely a Boston term right there, wicked excited. Uh, we are excited to announce we are giving away a prize pack valued at $100 from Maya Durham, our sponsor, to a lucky listener who comes up and asks a question of our guests. Um, you need to come up and ask a question, tap the, micro tap the microphone at the bottom of the left of the screen, and we'll get you up here as soon as possible. You can also DM us, DM us your question here on Twitter. And we'll announce the winner over the weekend. Um, but I am pumped about that. I love giveaway free stuff. So, all right, we're going to get into it. We're going to, our, our first two guests are actually here. I believe they were sharing the same phone at one point. But uh, let's go ahead and introduce them. Um, making her first appearance on the show, and hopefully uh, not her last, is uh, captain of the USA Rugby World Cup squad and extra chiefs number eight, Kate Zachary. Hey, Kate. Hey, guys. Thanks for having us. How are you? Wow, I just I, I'm seeing Rob's face, but then I'm I'm hearing your voice. <laughs> yeah, I um I was logged in on mine. I don't know. We're you know technical things always oversee Rob and I. We we don't always we can't say we're the most techie, but uh, here we both are sitting side by side sharing. Happy to be here. Nice and returning for a second stint of USA Rugby Happy Hour Live and has a beautiful voice. Uh, I, I guess he didn't get punished enough the first time. Please welcome a coach Rob Kane. Hey Rob. Hey Bill. How you doing? I'm great. How are you? Yeah, good. Really good. Thank you. Really good to be here. So I was I was wondering if you two at one point were going to be like in two separate rooms. So you can't, you know, but now you're like you're staring at each other and making sure the other one asks the right answers the right question. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so, something like that. Yeah. Be careful what you say, like a, like a death stare at, at Kate or Kate the same way. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's too well, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> well, the responses from the past podcast of like uh, Gabby giving you a hard time, you giving her a time, hard time. I'm, I, it's, uh, I think the, uh, um, I know the atmosphere in camp is probably pretty amazing. But you know, and, and Rob, let's get right into it. Speaking of camp, um, let's talk about it. It's began. You know, where are you right now as far as preps, preps for the World Cup? You know, uh, how long has camp been open? And um, talk about the squad that is in attendance. Everyone there? Yeah, we're in a good spot. Um, we're in LA at the moment, just getting ready for the send off. Uh, tomorrow so please if you're in LA please come down and, and send off the team um, it's been good we've had a couple of weeks off obviously we're in Europe um, had a good couple of weeks preparation and then played against uh, played against Scotland and England as you can see morale's really high in the background but, but no we're in a 
we're in a really good place. Um, you know, really positive with the behaviours that we've changed and creating the identity. And I think that showed through in Scotland. A little bit frustrated with the England performance. Um, we've, we're going to do our review tomorrow. And, and really, it's about the opportunities that we missed or didn't take. Yeah, and you're leaving tomorrow, you just said. Yeah, we, we fly out tomorrow. Yeah, we fly out tomorrow. Wow, um, we're privileged to have you guys on here tonight. That's amazing. Um, so, Kate, you know, uh, looking at the squad, there's, you know, a number of college-age players in the roster. You know, uh, talk about their impact on the team. And, you know, are there uh, – obviously, there's some that have impressed you so far. Yeah, you know, we always need the youth to keep the rest of us feeling young and spry. Uh, someone to chase us and keep us feeling fast. But, uh, no, really excited. You know, we've got quite a number of players who are about to head off in their first World Cup, which we're really excited for them. Um, I think they're going to bring a lot of dynamic play uh, to the team. We've got so many players, too, have played for you know, a multitude of years now. And uh, it's it'll be really great to see them showcase their talents. You know, Hallie has been doing a fantastic job for the team in the line out and on defense and on attack for us. She's brought a lot of excitement and along with Jenny Cronish, um, you know, we're mm -hmm. also seeing some new faces like Georgie in the back row and um, Etty coming back to us and joining us after a really, really great career with Lindenwood uh, just brings back her strength and her dynamic ability in the center. So, you know, we've got a lot of great players who are bringing a lot to the table but pairing that with some of our veterans and the talent they have, I think will will go quite well. And Rob, speaking of that that pool, obviously, we'll, we'll talk more about your choice in the squad here in a minute. But looking at some players that didn't make it, you know, looking at um, the young player from life that's now playing in Ireland, Emerson Allen. You know, if you're looking at these players, you know, how's the future look? You know, other talent coming in. It's really exciting, Bill. Um, you know, we worked really hard to try and ensure that we can have sustainability and get that sustainable success. So. You know, we all believe we're going to have a successful World Cup. Everyone's definition of success is slightly different, but we can talk about that later. But it's really important that yeah. we're, we're enabled to keep that momentum moving forward and identifying players early enough and giving them experience to go and play at, uh, you know, at the highest level and developing them will allow, you know, the team to be successful over the next four, five, six, seven years. Rob, over the last few years, I guess maybe the last couple of World Cup, World Cup cycles, we saw a number of sevens players also be on the Rugby World Cup in the 15s. Um, Kelter, we can still call her a, a sevens player. And I guess there's also one other sevens player, Jordan Mattias. She's she's obviously the more skilled rugby player in that household. But um, <laughs> look, <laughs> and, and Ryan will admit it too. I think he has actually. He was on not too long ago. But um, you weren't the coach at the, at the, at the last uh, Rugby World Cup, but looking at the roster for this year, there seems like there's been a transition away where you've had more full-time 15s players. Is that by design or is that just by circumstance? Um, I think it's a little bit of both. I think when you look at by design, I think the 15s game has changed enormously since the last cycle. You look at how many kicks there are per game, how many more transition plays, rotations, how many more specialists positions there are especially in the backs now um and i think when you look at the the world cup in regards to the sevens and the 15s going back to back and the limited amount of time that we had and also the wonderful talent that we've got in the 15s pool i think it was very easy to make those decisions and, and rob let's let's ask you there oh actually let's go to kate real quick um you know this is hope roger's third world cup okay you know your second uh 2025 doesn't seem that far away. It's going to be three years for you. Maybe, I don't know, 2033. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, again, going back to the youth, you know, I think 2033 is going to be more uh, their game. But, uh, 
yeah, who knows what three years will bring from now. So the, the big focus is on now. Um, really excited about my second one. Really pumped, though, for Hope to debut in her third. Um, and again, similarly, though, we've, we're carrying a number of players who this is their second and a number of whom this is their first. So it's special for everyone, uh, no matter which one it is. Uh, I think this would be a really unique event for each individual. And I mean, as far as what the next one brings, who knows? We're just trying to make it to the, tomorrow at the moment. Yeah, and, and staying with you, Kate, you know, you've been the captain since 2018. You know, is there any extra weight in your shoulders as the captain going into the World Cup? No, I, I wouldn't think so. I think we've done a great job to raise, you know, the rugby IQ of everyone around uh, within the squad. We, we've had such talented players for the last few years, but having the opportunity to play a little bit more rugby, I think we've we've generated so much talent. And it's not just athleticism, but it's being genuine rugby players um, and their understanding. So um, absolutely not. I mean, I'm ultimately just a figurehead who looks good, can wink at the camera and speak to the ref from time to time. Yeah. And Rob, same question for you. You know, this is, I believe it's your first book, at least as a head coach. Do you feel more pressure? Um, no, I, I don't think so. I think more excitement. I think the, the excitement's the key word. We've we've obviously got nine nine players that have been to a World Cup before, so leaning on that experience and then very lucky in the coaching staff to have Jamie and Kate that have been to World Cups as players. So just trying to lean on all of that and then enjoy it. I think that's the key word. You know, it doesn't come round very often. We've waited a long time for this one. So how can we make the most of the opportunity and, and enjoy every moment of it? Rob, right back to you. Uh, since the Wales match back in March, right right around when you were with us, um, have you been, I mean, obviously you've probably been happy with the progress in the team, but you know, talk about the progress. How has the team grown since that Wales match going through the Pacific Four and then you know the win over Scotland, et cetera? Yeah, I think we're in a really good spot, like I said earlier. Um, this year, we've really focused on performance and, and trying to really cement our identity. So there's been certain areas that we've tried to target. Obviously, the pack four was a little bit frustrating at times um, just because we didn't have enough time together and we had players that were travelling halfway across the world. In saying that, you know, we had players that were playing for their country but also, but also representing their clubs in the Alliance final. So it's a really nice problem. It's a really nice problem that we, um, that we worked through and a nice challenge that we embraced. Um, but yeah, I think you can see every time that we've come together, we've looked to target a different area of our game. And, and now we have an opportunity to bring it all together. Great. Um, first listener, Ryan, good to see you again. Hey, guys, good to see you too. Um, so this question is really just for anybody, Rob, Kate, uh, Wendy. Um, I know we talk about the men's side a lot, but, you know, I really want to ask a question about the women's side because I know I kind of feel like we don't really hit that on the nail on the head. Um, so one of the things I was thinking about today was I've seen sign or, you know, signings for, you know, MLR and trying to, you know, get ready for the regular season. Problem is, is I would, I personally love to see a women's side, especially because it's like, oh, we can have it, you know, rugby year round. We have a men's division, a women's division. Um, you know, what can, what can we do to help push the women's programs to get an you know, an MLR side for the women. So then that way they can have a season two, because I think all of us in here would absolutely love to see that. That's a great, great question, Ryan. I think I would as well. I think that's really important. I'd, I'd love to see, a, you know, a really strong domestic game with players not having to make choices to go overseas and, and leave their families and friends, even though they are pursuing to, to play in the best league in the world at the moment. Um, I, I think a lot of it comes down to business models. It comes down to appetite. 
it comes down to finances and then that keyword trying to get sustainability and then just continuing that cycle as, as we go through. Um, Kate can probably add to that, though. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's nothing more special than getting to walk off a pitch and see all your friends and family and hug them after, you know, a big victory and a tough loss. So, you know, that, that's been a real challenge these last two years. But on the other hand, you know, we've we've had exceptional opportunities going overseas and playing. Um, now, that being said, would love to see that on home soil. But I think to Rob's point, it's, it's the the parity and the equality in creating the league and then the sustainability. I mean, we could make it happen if we really wanted to, but can we make it happen year over year over year? Um, you know, MLRs and what their third repetition of trying to make this happen. We used to have pro rugby and, and another league and they've had the PRP that's tried to go more professional. So um, it's something we have to push for, but we have to make sure we do it thoughtfully um, just to make sure the players are always looked after. Ryan, that's a real good question. And if you stick around in the second half when we talk to Wendy, we're going to break down a little bit Premier 15s versus WPL. So that could be a good good point to talk a little bit more about that. Um, Rob, Kate, I wanted to bring it back to um, the Eagle squad that's been announced for the Rugby World Cup, specifically uh, the players. Uh, there's a couple of omissions there. Um, Blue and Alicia Washington, certainly – I think they're the only two Prem 15 players not on the squad. They are obviously non-traveling reserves. Does that say more about, the, 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 as you mentioned, Kate, the quality of the younger players available more than anything? Or is there something else? Is there an, potentially injury that, that's keeping them off the, off the squad? So I think when we, when we talk about selections, obviously, it's, it's really tough for any player to miss out on, on any squad that we've been building the last year. Um, the World Cup is, is even tougher. Um, we had to make some really hard choices. Uh, decisions are based around different criterias. We're obviously not going to share that in the public domain, but we're very fortunate Alicia and Bulao are part of the program. They've worked especially hard. They're still very much valued to what we're trying to do. And, and obviously, on this occasion, their injury reserves with the ability to get called up. Um, competition's tough. How we're, What we're trying to do is, is very tough. And, and unfortunately, as coaches, we have to make hard choices. And, and it's it's one of those cases where we felt on this occasion other people were ahead. Um, and I want to stress, it's just on this occasion, just like every selection, you know, the door is not closed on anyone. And and, and again, Alicia and, and Bulao and, and Rachi and Sahir, all people that missed out, are very much valued about what we're trying to do. It's it's unfortunate we can't take 36 um, and we've had to narrow it down to 32. No, of course. And certainly, selection process has got to be both tricky and for the players that battle out and, and obviously want to put on the jersey, it's going to be tough not to, to make the squad. Looking just moving forward, looking at, um, at, at Pool B, so Italy, Japan, and, and Canada opening up against Italy uh, on October 9th, a little over two weeks away. Is there a little extra motivation considering Italy just jumped the U.S. in the Rugby World Cup uh, rankings? A little, a, little, a little extra motivation there to want to knock them off in the first round? Or does that even matter? I, yeah, I, I think for the for the neutral, for the spectator, I think that would be a really good narrative. But, you know, for us, we, we haven't really got caught up in world rankings. Like, we've just been looking to build a team and, and to build a group that's able to perform at the World Cup. Um, you know, I think we can worry about the rankings post that. You know, sure. for, us, for us, the next game is the most important. Um, you know, we very much know what Italy can do. We know what they can't do. And we're excited at the opportunity to play them. The, the same as Japan and the same as Canada. You know, we feel that... We've put enough good work in the last 12 months, especially to put ourselves in a really good position to perform. Um, and then ultimately, it's down to the players to do that on the pitch. But we're excited about the opportunities over those three games. 
So jumping over to Premier 15s, Rob and Kate, um, you know, looking back at the 2017 Rugby World Cup, fourth place finish for us. Um, only two UK-based players back then, Kimber Rosier and Jess Wooden. Um, currently is 18 contracted players in the 2022-23 season, Premier 15s. Um, you know, two more who have played Premier 15s, um, but not contracted this year, you know, uh, Kelter and Summer, of course. But Kate, you're one of those 18 players. Uh, for players like yourself, you know, the Premier 15s obviously played a very big part in your World Cup prep. You know, how important has this uh, competition been for you? Uh, it's It's been massive, and I kind of touched on it earlier, and it's it's just that ability to play you know, week in and week out, have access to medical and full-time coaching staff uh, makes a huge difference. You know, it doesn't matter ultimately where it's based. It's about that support system and, and access to playing high-quality rugby. Um, you know, it's it's just like we're at home with the WPL. It's great, but it's, you know, three months isn't enough time. You need quality games. You need quality rest time uh, just to be the most accurate and best player. So um, being able to be over there, uh, you know, play two seasons that last almost 10 months apiece. I mean, I've quickly played uh, almost 40 games in two years just with that alone. And so just that difference, wow. right, It's it just makes such a huge change. Uh, getting to, you know, trial something one Saturday, all right, well, that didn't quite work out. I'll try it again next Saturday in a different facet. And uh, just as an individual, it's been a, a huge growth um, I think. And more importantly, it's been great just to go head on head with some of the best players in the world. You know, England's got a really, really strong, strong squad. Um, so it's great to see those players in their individual teams and getting the opportunity to see them uh, cross the other side of the pitch and face off um, on a, maybe a little bit more even ground sometimes. Yeah. And, and Rob, are you at all surprised at the number of, of women's Eagles who, who've headed over to Premier 15s over the last couple of years? Is this surprising or is this just the natural evolution of how much better the game has gotten over here? Um, I'm not surprised because I've been involved in all the movements. Um, you know, it, it's something that we had to really try and do to best support the players and their aspirations. I think as well, like when you look at our model, our model is very different. I think the biggest difference between the 217 group, which, uh, you know, achieved a remarkable result in that fourth place finish is that rugby's changed. And what I mean by that is that, you know, we're one of the only international countries now um, that, that don't have full-time contracts. So, Going to the Alliance was a really good opportunity for the players to get that daily training environment and to, to have that high-level support and, and to truly try and best support their aspirations. So, And, of course, we've got some really talented players. So you, you look at putting those things together and suddenly we've, we've created a model which is hopefully going to allow us to uh, have success at the international level but also show the importance of develop, developing the domestic game and allowing the domestic game to flourish so that our players don't have to go overseas to get that high-level rugby. Staying on Premier 15s, you know, um, Extra Chiefs have seven Eagles on their team right now. Uh, Susie Appleby seems to be a great coach for the seven. Uh, Sales Sharks also have seven now, especially with signing Carly Waters and Alicia Washington. Uh, so, Rob, you know, how many of those players did you try to uh, send to Garrison's? <laughs> well, as <laughs> a... Yeah, no comment on that. I, I, how many did I try to get a send to Saracens? No, I, I think, look, I think obviously Saracens is very close to my heart and, you know, I've got some very fond memories there. But everything, every decision I make and every action I take is is for the USA-based players. So it's, you know, that right. that's our new family. That's that's who I'm invested in. So it's ensuring they get the support that they need and they have the, the right environment. And, um, you know, I'm really pleased that, They've managed to find homes in the UK that really support them. And um, I think as well as the rugby, they've all had a wonderful experience, which, 
which is just as important, if not more important, so they can develop more as people as well as rugby players. Excellent. And, you know, Kate, you know, uh, another serious question for you. Uh, Rob has this, um, I don't know what you call it, a soft voice during interviews. Uh, does he have a different gear or a pitch on the – does he yell or scream, and do you have video? <laughs> Couldn't you ask me this question when we're not together? <laughs> uh, no, he – I think only – probably on two occasions have I ever heard a slightly different tone um you know so it's, it's about timing and place and I think it's it's all an accuracy but no overall it's the delivery of the message I think comes across no matter how you say it but uh soft speaking is very nice maybe it's his English is why it seems so nice and calm but uh uh-huh. um, no the, the tone is almost always the same if if anything maybe gives us like disappointed dad sometimes I'm not sure <laughs> isn't that just the side look just- Look at you. <laughs> he does he does have a side look from time to time that we mock but uh that's that's different uh um do you have a rebuttal rob <laughs> I, yeah no i think i think as well i think as well bill like when you when you look at our journey you know and and when our journey started in 218 i think we had so many players that retired previously and we had such a young group i think kate hit the nail on the head it's the right right place right time so we have some really hard conversations, but you don't have to have a hard conversation through shouting. I think clarity of message is really important. So um, the way you deliver it and, and the way that you can get people to retain it, you know, you can do that without shouting. But the players shout. They shout at me. Can I say that? <laughs> can I say that? Uh, and Rob, uh, one, last thing, one last thing about the uh, World Cup coming in here. Um, what would equal a success for you? That's a really good question. I'd be really, you know, we want to, we want to get to the quarterfinal. You know, quarterfinals where it's at, and then once we get to the quarterfinal, then it's all bets are off, aren't they? There's some really good teams in the tournament, and we know that we're punching above our weight already. You know, when you look at the the funding that we have and the challenges that we face on a regular basis, we are behind a lot of other teams. We've got a lot of talent, so cementing that talent is down to is down to us and and the senior players and. And bringing our culture to life and our identity to life, um, and it's an old cliche, but then for us, the next game is the most important. So all eyes are on Italy, and then we want to get through Italy. Then it'll be all eyes on Japan, and hopefully, people can just not enjoy the type of rugby that we're playing, but really embrace it. You know, the American identity, which is really important that we showcase that. And then all eyes will be on Canada. We definitely, we definitely do not have any soft spots for them. We're looking forward to that rivalry. And then, like I said everything well we're in the quarterfinal and then we control our own destiny and then all bets are off let's see where we end up kate what's success for you what's the test for me success oh success oh sorry um i was like what's a test i hate tests don't scare me um success for me again is individually you know because you gotta have your own individual goals so always touch on i think it's important is um go out there and i think just prove that I can be the best I can be. Um, and what that means is walking away happy with myself. It doesn't matter what, you know, social media says, what any news anchor says, what any, you know, mm-hmm. reporter says. It's uh, walking off the pitch and being proud of the job I've done and that I've represented my country um, proudly. Uh, so that that ultimately in the day is, is hanging my head high with my performance. That will be success. I think for the team, similarly, it's walking off the pitch 
um, or even being dragged off that pitch, knowing that every game we left every ounce of energy. You know, the energizers came on and got their job done. The starters got their job done. The players who maybe didn't roster that weekend but helped us prep, like they feel proud of the team when we walk off the pitch every single um, Saturday, Sunday. And, you know, we go we go quarterfinals, we go beyond. And like I said, the biggest thing is just that individual performances and being satisfied with our performance when we walk off the pitch. We can't leave anything at all. Um, left for one game. Yeah, we can't think ahead to Canada. We have to, like Rob said, get the job done. Game one, then game two, then game three. Well, speaking of fun and uh, walking off, uh, we hear a lot of fun <laughs> behind. I'm going to finish things up here right now. Uh, John's going to take it away. We always end with some with, with less serious things. Let's go, John. <laughs> Rob, you, Rob, you may remember on your last Twitter space, Twitter space with us on March 4th, we asked you a couple of fun questions. And you jokingly said some of your answers might uh, ruffle some feathers. So I'll ask the questions first to Kate and get her response. And then we'll, 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 we'll reveal Rob's answer. So, oh, no. Kate, who, who would you say is the fastest person on the team? Me. <laughs> <laughs> I think Rob, I just got my Uber ticket home. That <laughs> Rob had a, diff- a slightly different answer, but um, <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'll, uh, I'll skip that one and go to who's the hardest hitter on the team? Uh, in relation to the size that they bring to the table, I'm going to say actually Georgie, uh, just because you may look at her and don't think she hits hard, but uh, you'd be rudely surprised. You know what? So, so she was not mentioned because I don't think she was – I don't yeah. know if she was on the roster yet at the time, but Rob, do you recall what your answer was? I'm not trying to get you in trouble here. Oh. That's right. Ding, ding. Oh. Correct. You're right. Smallest um, but mightiest players hit the hardest. I got to yeah. tell you. <laughs> Rob punted on this next question. So, Kate, this one's going to have to go to you. Who's got the best or funniest nickname on the team? I, do, I didn't know what answer. <laughs> Am I allowed to curse? Sure, of course. Uh, Nick James, bitch. NJB, baby. <laughs> so, so, Kate, that's actually brilliant because that leads in perfectly to the next question. I asked Rob, who's the funniest person on the team? And before I could get out, finish that question, he said, or thinks they are the funniest. So who do you think Rob said was the funniest or thinks is the funniest? Oh, no. <laughs> uh... uh... <laughs> You might not like the answer to this question. He probably would have said me, I bet. He probably says that I think I'm funny. Cause, but I would say either he thinks he's really funny based on his animations, on his presentations. Whenever he uh, is knowing our coach, you should ask for access to these things. Um, and just his Comic Sans font choice. But um, otherwise, someone else who thinks they're funny but maybe isn't would maybe be Katie Benson. Ah. Or Pete. I hope she no, hears it. Rob, I don't want to put words in your mouth, so I'll let you answer. <laughs> yeah, Rob. I said Kate, didn't I? You did say Kate. Right? <laughs> I did say Kate, yeah. <laughs> but you, know, you know we're flying to the World Cup tomorrow, fellas. <laughs> Rob will not be there. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll, we'll wrap it up on this last one, Kate. We'll, when uh, Rob misses his flight tomorrow, you'll know why. <laughs> so, Kate, can you, can you leave us with your best Rob keen impression oh my gosh <laughs> oh my gosh m i love m let's go get some snacks oh they have the best snacks follow me look at this two for five meal deal oh m and oh do you see these little pork sausages the best 
It's actually pretty good. It's actually pretty good. The accent was shit. I know that, but he's obsessed with MNS every time we land in the airport. <laughs> all right, all right, we, we can't. <laughs> that's that's perfect. Uh, Rob, listen, uh, the the best to you guys. Good luck down in New Zealand. Uh, we're all cheering for you. Oh, we both almost spoke at the same time. Uh, thanks for having us, guys. Uh, we really appreciate it. We always appreciate the media and the focus. Uh, but uh, yeah, if anyone out there listening, just continue sending your messages. Always send support for the ladies. Uh, we're really excited to make you proud and go out and represent our country. Yeah, thanks everyone. It's like as, just to echo Kate. Like, it's a pleasure to be on, and just thank you for supporting the the players and the program and all the messages, all the donations. You know, every interaction is a massive difference, and, and we can't thank you enough for getting behind the girls. Absolutely. Trip right, tomorrow, and we'll touch <laughs> base again soon. Awesome. Take care, everyone.